Chipotle shares rallying big after the earnings once again, a site investors have gotten used to over the past year as the restaurant chain now surpasses Yum Brands and is now about a third of the Starbucks market cap. It's past Jordan restaurants as well. Trading now, Chipotle just under $50 billion in market cap. The chief financial officer joins us. Jack Hartung is back here on the program. Jack, thanks so much for being here again this earnings season. Appreciate you joining us. Yeah, sure thing. Good morning. How are you doing? Doing well. So walk me through the biggest contribution. I mean, even by the standards that your team has set over the past year, this number in particular was huge. Top line growth as well as what we saw on the bottom line to the margin. I mean, a lot of the boxes getting checked here. Is there anything different this quarter success versus the previous ones that were deeper in the pandemic crisis? Yeah, I think what's different, Oliver, and, and this is you know what we hope would happen was we had significant digital gains during the pandemic, and our our goal was to try to hold on to those gains while the dining was reopened, and we got those occasions back, and that's playing out during this quarter. And during the quarter, we've held on to 80% of the digital gains that we picked up during the pandemic. But as our dining rooms are reopening, we're regaining 70% of the dining business or the order in restaurant business. Um, that, that really went away temporarily during the pandemic. And so the combination of keeping the gains while recovering, um, you know, what we lost with the in-dining uh, ordering has contributed to great top line. And then our teams did a great job of managing the business. And so we did deliver our, our highest restaurant level margin um, since 2015. We're super proud of that. Now that restaurant level margin, uh, 24.5% operating margin, a year ago it was half of that. You beat uh, by a full percentage point where analysts thought you were going to land for that margin. Uh, how do you continue driving that higher uh, in, the, in the foreseeable future, Jack? Yeah, listen, the biggest driver of our, of our margin is sales. And so if we can continue to create a great experience for our customers, both on the digital make line, make sure that's a frictionless, easy, convenient experience. And then as customers re return to the restaurants, We've got to have a um, you know a, a, a clean restaurant, a pleasant restaurant. The music's got to be right, and we've got to have fast throughput. These are all things that we're capable of doing. That that um, you know we were great at before the pandemic. We haven't had a lot of reps, to be honest. We haven't had many folks in our dining room. We're getting those reps back. But if we create a great experience in both of those channels, our customers will keep coming back. Our sales will go up. When our sales go up, our margins go up too. You opened up more than 50 new restaurants in the quarter. How did those new restaurants look compared to the existing ones? Is there any difference in what you see in the newest uh, phase of restaurant build-outs, or do they start at the same metrics as the company average, uh, or do they take time to build up? I'm curious, kind of as Chipotle has expanded, are you seeing the same results from each incremental restaurant? Yeah, listen, the openings have been fantastic. Uh, we opened 56 of those more than 70% included a Chipotle. And just from a customer standpoint, that's the biggest difference when we open up a new restaurant. You're going to see the convenience channel of a Chipotle. And our customers are responding in a big way to that convenience channel. In terms of the, the financials, our new stores are opening um, at or above the best they ever have. And what I mean by that is they're opening up at about 90% what our average unit volumes are. Our average unit volumes are approaching $2.5 million, which was our previous peak. And so our new restaurants are opening up at about a 10% discount to that, so call it 90%. Um, yeah, they outcomp the rest of the base. And so within a year or two, they'll be at or above what our current averages are. 
And when you connect that to the comments I made before, that means our margins start out really, really healthy with the new restaurant. Um, and they grow from there as the volume grows and catches up and passes our, our, our average unit volumes across the system. Jack, will the margins at these restaurants, will the upside slow as the mix turns more back to brick and mortar? Because I know over the past year, you guys have got that delivery system and assembly line process down so smoothly that it became a higher margin part of the business. What happens if that mix turns back and skews towards uh, brick and mortar in a strong way? Uh, does that limit the potential for upside? Side and margin is that going to depend on uh, wages, which you have been able to offer higher wages, but you've also been able to offer and uh, create higher prices. Yeah, listen, no, the answer is is our margins still go up even as people return to the dining room. Our average incremental margin when we bring new customers into the restaurant is about forty percent, so it's well above the twenty four point five. The in dining experience is right about at that forty percent margin. Now, if Customers order on the order ahead and then pick up, like for example, come through our uh, Chipotle. The margin is actually a little bit higher than 40%. Mm. Um, and if they order through delivery, it's gonna be a little bit lower. But all of those kind of triangulate you know, around that 40%. So no matter which channel our customers choose, when our sales increase in any one of those channels, um, our margin from 24.5 has the potential to move up from there. In May, you announced that uh, the average Chipotle wage would uh, go to $15. And then in June, you announced that there would be some price changes on the menu, roughly uh, four or five percent, between three and five percent, uh, uh, the number that uh, I saw. It, how is that equilibrium right now, Jack? Is that uh, solid? Is that stable? Or do you see potential for more tweaks to either side of that equation? Yeah, listen, it's going really well, Oliver. What we had hoped to happen, we knew we'd ha we had to make an investor uh, investment in our people. Um, we could see that there was a dislocation in the labor market across the U.S. where there were far more job openings than there were people that were taking those jobs. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But the bottom line was we need people to fund our growth. Um, we, we have not over 90,000 employees today. Uh, we're going to open up over 200 restaurants this year. So we need great people. It was pretty clear that we were going to have to make a bold move with our wages. So we increased our wages to an average $15. It was about a 15% increase. Um, and that's an investment we'll make all day in our folks. We did have to take a modest price increase of about three and a half to 4%. But we think that modest price increase, which is about 30 cents on average for a burrito, is worth it so we can take uh, those funds and invest it in our folks. Our applications in terms of new folks uh, uh, applying to Chipotle has gone up dramatically since April and May. Our retention has normalized during this period. And so in what I would call one of, if not the most difficult labor environment I have seen in my career, mm -hmm. um, we have stabilized our applications, we've stabilized our existing workforce, um, and we're set up uh, in a terrific way to, to, to staff the restaurants for this 200 restaurants that we're gonna open up uh, as we finish the year. That stabilization in applications, Jack, when you look at the goals that you have for sales and the demand that is happening, do you foresee over the next six months that uh, the pace of applications and hiring that you're on right now will be sufficient? Yeah, I, I think so, Oliver. I mean, it, 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 again, it's a difficult labor environment, so it's a little more difficult to, to predict than uh, what I've seen in the past, but Chipotle has a compelling employee proposition. Um, the wages is just one small piece of that. And the bottom line was we needed to increase the wages so that we took away a, a, a reason for people not to apply to Chipotle or took away a reason for somebody to consider 
to work at a retailer down the road for a dollar or two dollars more in wages. But once you join Chipotle, uh, our proposition includes career growth. Because of our growth, uh, we need a lot of future managers. And so when we look to hire a crew today, we're looking at not just a crew position to fill the front line. We're looking for somebody that if they want to invest in their career, we'll invest in them. They can become a, a, a hourly manager in less than a year. They can become a salaried manager and running their own restaurant within a few years. And our top salaried managers can earn six-figure salaries. We also invest in education. We have debt-free degrees. Again, if, if our folks want to invest in their development, we'll invest with them. And so they can get an education, a full education uh, at no cost to them. Uh, and we have other benefits as well. So once, once folks join Chipotle, there's a lot of reason for them to stay and have a career with us. Okay. Jack, uh, looking at some of the financial uh, work that you're doing uh, with the stock, buying back shares, you've done this in the past. Uh, you've had uh, plenty of buybacks in the past. You uh, authorized another $200 million buyback. We're here talking about wage increases. Certainly the maturity of Chipotle is now showing up in a very big way. As I mentioned in the market here, your overall market cap has surpassed the uh, Yum Brands. Uh, it's surpassed uh, other major restaurant chains, some of the biggest in the world now, as you're uh, you know, really only comparable to maybe McDonald's on a global scale in terms of, or Starbucks possibly, just from a market cap perspective. Can you give us uh, and our viewers some thoughts on what your shareholder-friendly plans are? What can we expect from Chipotle? Uh, in terms of the regularity uh, of the buyback and uh, potential for dividends as well. I mean, there's a stock price here that, you know, we've never seen before in Chipotle. As we're looking, many analysts believe that could go a lot higher. But still, when you're up 11% after earnings, you're buying back stock. Investors want to make sure that that's the right thing to do with the money. Can you give us some details on what your plans are there going forward? Yeah, yeah, sure. And first of all, Oliver, the single and most important thing we can do to drive shareholder value is growth. And when we talk about growth, we talk about two elements of that. One is restaurant growth. Uh, we're at just about 3,000 restaurants in the U.S. We know we can get to at least 6,000. And as we approach 6,000, we think we'll be looking at a bigger number. Uh, and we think we have compelling growth uh, down the road in international as well. Mm -hmm. The other element of growth is we want to grow our sales and grow our margins. Um, that kind of two-pillar growth where we're growing our restaurant count and then growing the unit economics of our restaurants, um, that can lead to compounded uh, EPS growth and shareholder value growth over a very, very long period of time. From a share buyback standpoint, we generate a lot of cash. We own all of our restaurants. We have very compelling economics. We have a balance sheet. We have over a billion dollars in cash right now. Um, and our restaurants do generate a lot of cash, especially as we're getting, uh, you know, at least to the, to the outer stages of this pandemic and things are returning, at least from a dining standpoint, back to normal. We'll take our excess cash after we invest in our people, invest in technology, invest in new restaurants. We'll take our excess cash flow and we will invest opportunistically uh, in buying back stock. And that's that's a relatively small element of how we can add to shareholder value. But that combined with the growth I talked about, uh, we can add a lot of shareholder value over a very, very long time. Okay, firing on every cylinder. Margin growth, top line growth, and feeding some back into the stock through buybacks. Uh, Jack, really great stuff, uh, impressive stuff uh, again, and looking forward uh, to watching uh, the Chipotle story as we uh, slowly remove ourselves from this pandemic. Thanks for being back with us and giving us the details. Thanks, Oliver. Yes, sir. Jack Hartung is the Chief Financial Officer at Chipotle, CMG, up again today.